Citizens of the Verse, today is July 27th, 2953, and welcome to another episode of Citizen Cast. We're a Star Citizen podcast here to discuss what's going on in the game and its development. I'm your host, Way Too Geeky. I'm joined by my co-host, the dependable as always, Seagard Olsen. Hello, Seagard. Hello. I'm here. So, we're finally back. I uh, have been on a cruise ship, so I'm still swaying. Oh, that's right. That's where you were at. <laughs> yeah, I went um, I was from Miami to Dominican Republic and Bimini. Oh, yeah. And I was on Virgin Voyages. And let me tell you, it was fantastic. They're um, always pretty fun. I always have a good time. Mm. I like the shows, too. I mean, it, you know. Oh, there was this one show that I, I can't get over it. Like, it was just really entertaining, like tons of songs. And all of them are only an hour, so it's not like super long. Right. Um, which is great. And the food was phenomenal. That is always the case. That's my problem. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was like, hmm, what do I want today? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and they're, you know, they always treat you so well. They really do. It's yeah. Like, uh... It's so nice. I mean, what I like about it, even though they, all, you know, all the cruise lines now eschew the sort of like, main dining area you still get to learn some of the staff because you create those routines for yourself so it'll be like yeah you know our favorite bartender would be like igor it's us oh yeah what are you doing here at 10 a.m in morning don't you know i'm not morning person (laughs) and then it's like oh thanks for the free cocktail though you seem like a morning person to me (laughs) that's it that's it like just don't talk to me okay (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> um, well, I haven't done anything in the verse because I've been IRL. Uh, what about you, Seagard? Have you uh, been up to anything? You know, a little. I mean, I've been watching the shows. I've been uh, certainly, uh, I've been kind of, I've got my ships kind of spread out. So now I'm, the last two times I got on, I haven't had a huge amount of time. So I've been loading up um, large amounts of uniforms and, and I mean, you know, uh, undersuits and armor sets mm-hmm. and moving them to where the ships are because I sit, you know, most of my stuff is sitting at Lorville equipment wise, but my ships are spread out and I just got tired of that. So, um, like right now I'm literally moving a bunch of, uh, you know, like, uh, uh, you know, pirate type armors and undersuits and things like that to Grim Hacks to load up all my Drake stuff that's parked there. Mm-hmm. And then I've got, uh, I ran a bunch of my mining equipment and suits, you know, including the paint skins and all that I yeah. for the ships. I moved all those to where I keep my kind of uh, commercial ships. And then that's going to leave me with um, basically my expiration and, um, really kind of commercial ships like the Andromedas and the Carrick. And uh, I've got to kind of spread those out, but I want to load those up first before I move them. Mm-hmm. So understandably. Yeah. You know, and I don't know why I'm doing it other than when I fly that ship and I land it there, I want to be able to grab my stuff on it. <laughs> and, uh, and I always want to have at least a suit on it. It's the logistician in you. It is. You know, it's just something to do. <laughs> exactly. It's just something to do. Meanwhile, you know, 
320, we don't know when that's coming, but it could be at some point, and then you're you're back to square one again. That's right. Um, So we we didn't have an ISC last week, but um, ISC came back today. I don't know if you watched it, Seaguard, yet, but I haven't. Was, I uh, haven't watched it today. So. Set your set your expectations, um, because <clears throat> even Jared sort of was like, "Hey, it's that time time again, the quarter right before CitizenCon." Yeah. Um, yeah. I know they were talking about breaking things up with the with the muncher. Um, yeah. So they were talking about salvage um, and kind of the prototype for. Yeah, munching. Um, however, it's a real early prototype, so like it wasn't even like an example of what it'll look like when we're playing, even remotely. Um, you know, it's extremely early. They said it's kind of the earliest prototype that you've seen in game that they've showed us before in game. Right. right. And what they try to do to accomplish what they accomplish from it. First, they showed it sort of like locally on a computer, and you know, they flew a vulture up to a single seater fighter. I think it was the Gladius, if I'm not mistaken. And, you know, they just switched from their normal salvage mode to another mode. And it sort of immediately blew the ship apart. And then there was a smaller piece of it uh, uh, that was still too big for it to um, munch. So then he blew that apart and then it showed ingesting. But it didn't show like a realistic version of ingesting. It was just... Literally, it was all to see, like, test performance, test how it might impact things. And then they did the same thing, but put it under this uh, in the PU or, like, you know, PU instance, a live server, and then um, stretch the server to its limits by loading all of the landing zones in at once. Yeah, that's where I was just at when I stopped watching. Yeah, and then they put the 890 jump in there instead, and it took a very long time for it to break apart. But, um, you know, it's all to, to essentially uh, learn a lot about any potential performance considerations, any gameplay considerations. It was almost a 20-minute episode, but, you know, not as exciting as I was hoping it would be. Right. It was informative, though. It was informative. But it sounds like that's going to be the kind of quarter we're in is a little bit less uh, right. exciting because they're saving all the showy stuff for uh, CitizenCon. I watched um, – I was watching uh, the younger guy. There was a developer right behind him mm-hmm. doing something on the screen. I, I saw I that. Like, I was like, what is he doing? What yeah, he, he was doing? in a space station and he kept just, <laughs> yeah. he, he must be QAing something because he keeps repeating processes. Yeah. Uh, they may have that. even told him to stop at one point because I noticed he disappeared yeah. at a certain point. I was like, are they leaving us clues? Are they leaving us clues? <laughs> Um, and funny enough, this uh, Jared didn't even do one of his little funny, goofy things at the end this time. So I haven't got that far yet. I got yeah. to the eight ninety. So um, you know, still good. Not my, you know, it's not yeah. as good as like a sprint report or anything, but it it is fascinating. Uh, and then last week for Star Citizen Live, we got a video of um, one of the concepts artists on the on the ship team working on essentially a version of the origin, uh, an origin hover tank. Uh, uh, and he was kit bashing all sorts of options. So, you know, he did a few options in, in about an hour. One of them was like a real vertical non-origin looking thing, but then he added light strips on it and said, see origin. Uh-huh. Um, and then another one, he essentially 
made kind of sleek, but repurposed the nose of the 400i to make it look like a cannon um, to fit sort of the, the look and feel of Origin. You know, it's really yeah. interesting, but it's it's hard to sort of summarize for people on an audio only podcast. <laughs> so if you're into that sort of thing, I definitely recommend taking a look. You know, me and tanks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I'm. I feel like you'd like a nice or uh, nice origin hover tank too. Yeah, it, it would be neat. Is it grav? I'm assuming it's a grav style versus a air cushion vehicle. Yeah, that's what it sounded seemed like. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow there won't be a Star Citizen live, um, but we expect we'll see an ISC and gotcha. Star Citizen live again next week as well. Um. So that was content this week when it comes to. V- video content well this week and last week um we did get an interesting roadmap roundup yesterday i haven't looked at that Uh, it's it's my last week so i've been kind of busy yeah yeah getting things ready but uh no worries um a few things that were added to the progress tracker so and the, the way they look at least right now on the progress tracker is it looks like they're wrapping up at the end of the year but you never know um so these these deliverables have been added New missions steal evidence, a criminal type mission where players are at tasks tasked with infiltrating security post Korea and stealing fires, fires, stealing files from Crusader security for a hefty payout. Um, new missions, cargo hauling, making Bad use of the freight elevators feature. This mission type will have players hauling large quantities of cargo to earn both a UEC and reputation. Um, and it's no coincidence that freight elevators also wrap up around the same time, you know, near the end of the year. So I'm hoping that'll be a 321. I'm guessing we're not going to get 4.0 this year, of course, but you know, that's just my assumption. Um, but that's really interesting. It leads me to wonder how come we don't have mining missions yet. But yeah, um, new missions steal slash recover cargo. Um, still slash recover cargo missions will see players recovering and or stealing cargo from both derelict and active ships, then hauling the cargo to its intended destination. Uh, new missions. This one's interesting and variant uh, new. Um, new missions restoration contracts. Utilizing the repair functionality of the multi-tool salvage attachment, players are tasked to restore ships from bow to stern, patching up the hull, replacing missing or faulty internal components and replacing weapons loadouts in new salvage yard locations. Uh, That would be cool. That sounds very cool. Uh, Reputation shop discounts. Players will have the ability to receive discounts in certain shops based on their reputation, reputation with affiliated organizations, reputation, hostility players will encounter AI that are either friendly or hostile based on their reputation with the organization the AI belong to. This includes different friendly fire thresholds and defense responses. So more reputation stuff is great. Uh, And finally, reputation sandbox triggers. This feature will allow players to have their reputation increase or decrease with organizations based on their actions in the persistent universe separate from missions. This, in turn, will either allow or prevent players from accepting missions for particular organizations. So some exciting stuff to the progress tracker. Yeah, that's cool. Um, release view. The following cards have been added to the release view targeting Alpha 3.20 release. 
physicalized cargo updates, adding new functionality to accommodate the release of the MISC hull C. This includes both automated cargo loading at um, low Earth orbit stations, as well as SCU containers up to 32 SCU. The following cards have been added um, to uh, a 3.20.x release. Uh, Crusader A1 Spirit. So balancing, building, balancing, and implementing Crusader Industries like Bomber the A1 Spirit into the game. And new Crusader platforms slash new missions retrieve consignment. Due, the, due to encountering several issues with Rastar while setting up locations, these two deliverables did not pass their final review and need additional work before the release to the live servers. Therefore, these features will remain tentative on release view and will now target a 320.x release. So, um, pretty good stuff still. I think it's interesting. I love I love the reputation stuff. What are your thoughts based on what you Oh, think? I definitely like that. I think that's a great thing because, I mean, I've been trying to do some red wing uh, delivery missions to improve my reputation. And, uh, you know, it's, there's just, there's just not that much you can do. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, what's the benefit. And I used to really like that in Eve online. If you got your reputation up then you would actually get, you know, special options. Yeah. And, uh, I think that's a far better way to go. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I'm sure you're very excited about the cargo missions. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that is like, I mean, I don't understand why that's taken so long. Uh, I kind of get it, I guess, but you know, hell that's a, that's a standard fare for, you know, sci-fi games, you know, yeah. cargo. So. Yeah, exactly. Oh, just had a hiccup. You'd think I had too much to drink today, but I haven't. I just started a cocktail. <laughs> well, why not? Um, another interesting, well, not interesting. I was just maybe more confusing than anything uh, that I think people are probably going to jump on and, and be annoyed about is today uh, CIG posted a sort of like mission spotlight and it's about the Arlington bounty missions. Oh, really? Um, I haven't seen that. Yeah. They posted it today, um, earlier in the day and it's all about how to get the, the mission chain going. And then there's a screenshot contest, but then they also have a mini sale associated with it. Like Here's cap, you know, um, like for instance, and I think this is going to fall. I think where people are going to critique it. One is that it's the same, you know, it's a mission that we have already and supposedly it's broken. I don't know personally, but two, you know, they're selling things like the Aries Inferno and it says ballistic equipped capital ship killer, as if that is truly its purpose right now. Uh, And then the other Aries, you know, they're, the arrow, so all these fighting ships, the eclipse, a hammerhead, redeemer, retaliator, um, which they all do make sense for the mission, but right. I feel like given that it's kind of a rough mission to begin with, at least from what I understand, 
and you know they're doing another sale so close and it kind of just it's not that it's misleading per se but it's just this like weird gear up kind of mentality that i think is going to get people annoyed right i'm not really annoyed i'm like whatever this they need to do some kind of stuff you know yeah no i get you i get you citizen con is in the wings but i don't know what are your thoughts you know, again, it's, um, you know, for me, it's it's the, if someone wants to spend their money, they spend their money, right? Yeah. Uh, that's, that's their choice. And, yeah. Uh, on the other hand, you know, if you're, if you're new to that, um, yeah, I could see where that may not be the best. Um, Especially coming know. right after Foundation Festival. Yeah. You might have gotten some new people in the game. Yeah. So... I have to admit, I'm, that's a little bizarre. Yeah. Um, sorry, I'm a little distracted. I'm just flew into horse and I'm trying to land so I can talk better. But yeah, so for me, if, you know, yeah, I, it, you know, I guess it, you know, it's the six month purchases. Is that what they are? Six month insurance? Oh, good question. Let me see. Yeah, six month insurance. Okay. Yeah, I think, I think one thing they should do at this point is that, you know, I get that the vehicles can be bought in game and all that. I, I get that. Um, I kind of, you know, and I've actually asked this, you know, a while back. I mean, a couple of years now, and I was told that, yeah, you know, if you bought it with cash, you'll be able to get it back. You know, it's. Yeah. Um, It'll never be fully lost to you. Correct. Um, so in that regard, you know, we can't really see what's going to happen in the future, but it does make bad business sense to do that in the long run. Mm. Right. Um, if they do that, then I, you know, they're, basically what I'm saying is there are ways to fix this. Yeah. Right? They, they could do those things. That's the reality. And if they do that, that's great. All is all is good in my my view. Yeah. I mean, so, it's, it doesn't super bother me. I just find it interesting. Yeah. Uh, another update that I found interesting is um, uh, sort of a, a promotional thing that, um, that RSI posted last week which is the fight or flight competition that Atmo Esports runs. And it's, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's a 2v2 dogfighting tournament. They do it every year. Um, it kicks off August 19th, but they're going to have a live matchup at CitizenCon, um, which will have eight players paired up with eight content creators, um, which seems pretty cool, actually. Yeah, it does. You know, I'm excited to see that in person. <laughs> yeah, I think that will be cool. So far, I was listening so far, and, and I, you know, I don't listen to a lot of uh, content creators, but the one that I'm excited about who is going is um, Space Tomatoes trying to go. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah, and I'm guessing Paul Shelley will go because he's not too far. But I know um, Salty Mike doesn't doesn't seem to be going to Citizen Con. Um, Board gamer is definitely not going. It's too far for him. Yeah, and I get that. Um, but 
that'd be really cool. Be like, space tomato. <laughs> we're so geeky that we, we're, fans. Yeah. we're fellow we're geeks. Fans. We spend more time doing stuff than we do. <laughs> um, so uh, there's that. And, and for anyone who, you know, isn't sure if they're going yet, um, there is still, there are still some tickets available, which is good. And if you are going, definitely, um, give us a shout out cause we'll probably, you know, try and meet up at some point. Well, we'll, I'm sure we'll be, we'll all be at the bar citizen anyway. Um, yeah. So that was one other thing that I thought was interesting from, uh, my time in the Caribbean that was not related to my time in the Caribbean. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, we do have a new personal journal from George Dumont. Yeah, I'm trying to freaking find a landing pad here on Orson, and it's not going well. Oh, that's not good. Do you not? Yeah. Uh, are you you see the spaceport though? Yes. Yeah, I mean, I oh, okay. it's weird. I came down like, oh, now I now it's giving me the landing pad, but yeah, I'm like extremely get close. close. Yeah, you kind of get get pretty close. But I was, uh, yeah, I came down within, I mean, I could see all the red lights as soon as I came out of Quantum. I was like, whoa, right there. I mean, oh, yeah. It's much closer than it has been in the past now. So, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot better. My guy's at 12% water. So I need to, to land and get some vada. Oh, that's funny. I'm at 10% Negroni. Oh, see? <laughs> Um, so let's let's take a look into what's been going on with Mr. Dumont, shall we? Yes. Personal Journal, George Dumont, July 20th, 2953. I haven't been doing anything exciting since my little side job. That was a nice tidy sum, and it's tucked away in case I need it later. Since then I have been doing side jobs around the bay and puttering around the ships sweeping, cleaning, and maintaining. There has been a lot of maintaining. In fact, an unusual amount of it. Everyone else has been out working on some big project. Whatever it is, the ships going out are coming back scorched and shot up. I can't get anyone to tell me what's going on. The only thing I can say is that I am getting experience with patching ship damage and making repairs. I haven't seen much of Sigurd, but he did send me a message. He told me to do some contract work for Red Wing's delivery in the Nomad. He said it would be good for my reputation, but I think he just wanted me out of the way. Monday went reasonably well, and I completed a few pickups and deliveries. It was very simple and very boring. I even saw this really cute girl on HDMS Hadley but played it cool and acted like I wasn't interested. I tried to spice it up with a few hot landings but stopped when I landed too hard and smacked the grav skids into the dirt. No damage luckily, but it would have been worse if I had landed on the pad. I went home that night and cleaned up the ship and she was good as new. Yesterday I decided to try something different and snuck out with the Mantis. She is a sweet-looking ship and looks supper fast. I also decided to do two deliveries at the same time to maximize my time. The fact that they each had five boxes and were spread all over Hurston and its moons didn't seem like much of a challenge. In truth, it was probably a little bit too much for me to handle. It seemed so easy until I realized I wasn't going to complete in time. 
first, the ship was awesome I was blazing around like a maniac burning fuel. I must have flown back and forth through the system twenty times. Additionally feeling cocky again, I tried a hot shot landing to impress the girl I saw working the counter on HMS Hadley. Like an idiot I forgot about the landing gear and bounced the mantis off the landing pad. I thought maybe she hadn't seen it and went in cocky in my leather jacket. I almost died when she called me crash and doubled over laughing. Three things I've learned. One, I hate girls. Two, I miss my aurora. Three, mantises suck big time. By the time I finally left Hadley I had wasted two hours and I only had six boxes on the ship. I hadn't even dropped anything off yet. Needles to say I worked late and still didn't finish up. I just flew back to the bay and hid the mantis in the very back of the bay behind Geeky's Carrick. I used some old rags to clean the dirt off the bottom of the ship and applied some cheap white paint to hide the scrapes. Luckily, nobody saw me come back and I was able to sneak into my cot. I have time for about two hours of rack time before I need to be back up. I'm going to head back out in the morning, finish the job and collect my pay. As it is I already have to dip into my money to pay for the extra fuel. If I'm really fast, I might even have time to swing back to HDMS Hadley and say hi to that girl again. It should be a breeze. I really hope the delivery contracts are still valid or I'm screwed. <laughs> I know. Mm, a little cover-up <laughs> job, huh? I was wondering what that was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. mantis does suck because it's really weird. It's a weird little ship. I never. I took. A, and that's based on me trying to do two of the Red Wings deliveries with five drops each, five pickups and five drops each. I, I, I'll just. I'll, it will only take me, you know, an hour, hour and a half. Most. Yeah. Three hours later, I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> Uh, funny oh goodness yeah uh so um tips and tricks we did not receive any i don't believe i i'm looking at it and i didn't date it right so wait did i oh no seven yeah okay we did receive one um i'm pretty sure uh, so CN Fries said, if you're having a bad day with glitches for putting ammo on your suit, put it in your inventory and it will be more agreeable when you put it on your person. Also, don't know how long uh, it's worked, but you can drag the undersuit from dead bodies inventory right into wherever you want and it'll take the arm out, armor uh, and uh, ammo along with it. This didn't work for me till now. Um, I think that's worked for a lot of people, but it might be inconsistent. Yeah, it's it's always tough to to figure those things out. I mean, but it, it's a good tip. Uh, I'm trying to think if I had any of this. Um, um, I was trying to think I had, um, well, 
No, I really, I don't have anything new. I was going to say that, uh, you know, just by, you know, if you go out there and every time you stop and pick up cargo and you just loot, you will end up with a lot of stuff. I've ended up yeah. with more food. So if you're really, really new and you haven't done that yet, and you're just doing a little hauling, take your Aurora, you know, take your Mustang Delta, go pick up your three boxes or your five boxes. Uh, yeah, I think it's four and three. Um, and then loot the loot the place like crazy and uh, pick it all up. I just drag it into the local and then I move it all into my inventory. Um, and it really does populate all your supplies and gives you armor, but then you can sell it all. Um, or you can just collect the beanies like I do. I have all the different colors of beanies now. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully they'll have a place you can prominently display your beanie collection. That's it, exactly. Exactly. You'll be like, this is my beanie case. <laughs> no, this is my hall of beanies. Yeah, my hall of beanies. Hall. Oh, um, I do not have any tips nor tricks. Yeah, there's really not much that we haven't talked about already. Um, Yeah. Oh, I, you know, I do have one that was kind of interesting. I was on the uh, C2 and Mm -hmm. I went to one of the, you know, the suit storage lockers Mm -hmm. and the boxes for a suit and a helmet and all that fit in the locker. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, so I thought that was kind of cool. The physical locker? Yeah, you know, the glass doors and all that. Mm-hmm. So you could technically stack some stuff in there. I I don't know why I can't. I strangely can't wait for suit lockers to be. I just want to be able to see it. Um, yeah, exactly. Give your ship more personality. Yeah. Makes me think of, like, like Batman's, like, armory. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, oh, I just... I, I just Remembered the question I was going to ask for this uh, for today too. So oh, good. I had, I had well, that. That brings us to maybe for science. <laughs> yeah, I finally landed. By the way, I ripped the front end off my my cutlass by hitting the cruise button by accident. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you have anything for science? <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, well, I tell you one, it's a good one. If you're running around in your ships, uh, you can carry all your skins on your ship. And then if you want to change your ships, you can change them out. Um, uh, They don't seem to take up a lot of space, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Which is kind of good. So I'm starting to do that. That's kind of a, it doesn't hurt anything. And then when you land and store it, then you can go, you know, just change your skin out if you want. Yeah, so that's I don't know if that's a science or a tips and tricks. Um, Probably more of a tips and tricks, but that's all right. Right, and then the other thing is, is that um, I actually filled up my ship the other day. So you know, you can like pick up too much loot, mm-hmm. um, and I I didn't think you'd be able to, but you can actually do it pretty easily. I mean, you start adding, you know, some armor in there and some other stuff. It'll fill your ship's storage up completely. So what I ended up doing was um, actually shifting some of my armor out of the inventory and putting it on the open floor. Um, But, you know, so you can loot in, like, in one location, I had enough to fill up my ship and I was in, like, the Nomad. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know... So you can stack boxes as well as fill your inventory for items to sell. Um, 
and that works real well. Um, let's see, what else did I have? Um, that's yeah, that's more about a tip and trick for science, not so much, I guess. So. Okay, um, nothing for me. Um, okay, you know. Eat Wait lots of food it. on the cruise. Yeah. <laughs> 3.20. I heard it's an evocati, though. Oh, you know, that's what I, the, another thing I wanted to talk about. 3.20 is, is in Evo. Um, I don't know. I, I know we talked about this probably a couple weeks ago. I can't remember if it was on the podcast or if it was just in Discord, but do we think it's coming early? It feels like it's coming early. I do. I think it is. I think they are not going to get jammed up like they did. Uh, last time with, uh, you know, having problems with, what was it, 317 and 370, mm. yeah, and uh, and trying to do the events. I think they want plenty of time to push out the um, citizen, you know, stuck, citizen con stuff and be ready for that because uh, I do think there's a big announcement. Um, yeah, and, and there was... Yeah, so I think that's the case. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you remember the the pre-recorded show when they were talking about Arena Commander and all that? Yeah. So there was something I picked up on this, and I, I don't think I, we talked about this last time, but um, the main director there, I can't remember his name. Tough Happy? Not, oh, Sean Tracy. Sean Tracy. They were asking about the features for medical play. Will they be brought into Arena Commander and all that, and you know, mm-hmm. crew boarding and everything else? And he said, "Well, we're not doing that right now. We're holding off because I like the one that's developed in Squadron Forty Two. Yes, yes, he did say that. And I was like, "Huh." So, uh, what did what did you think of that statement? Obviously, I mean, you were excited like I was. I'm guessing it's going to be more develop, like a more enhanced medical gameplay than just point to the gun that automatically, you know, administers <laughs> medicine. Right. And, uh, I, that's, that was my take and that the one I, and I really thought, are we really just playing a placeholder or an early version that's just adequate while the real one's been polished up in squadron 42? Yeah. Um, and, you know, are they going to bring out, you know, a, like a 90% complete medical play, um, you know, hospital treatment, the whole deal um, that supersedes the, the version we have? It'll be very similar in many ways, but it will supersede it. Um, kind of like a pull the old one out, drop the new one in. Uh, and then I, from there, I thought, well, what else could you do that way? Right. This, uh what are the other types are, you know, AI interaction certainly is one of them. We haven't seen any movement on that, but if you're working with doctors and doing medical play, there has to be interaction between patients and doctors. And, you know, so I'm wondering if the next bartender, the, the, the hidden bartender is not the medical side, right? Yeah. You know, you know um, cause that is interaction with AI is always been a big hallmark of his games choices right you yeah you in, 
you know, you instigate a conversation and then you choose from the options presented where you're going to go and they lead to different outcomes. So. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it was really interesting. So, I, yeah. I mean, it, it it's intriguing to hear that just because it's like, oh, okay, good. That means it's further along. So when it does come in, it'll be something yeah. more interesting. And yeah, it's only for combat oriented moments, I feel like, but who knows? Um, now it's time for your question, Seagard. Yeah. Alrighty, so a few I weeks ago, I, I I'm looking at the question from last week, and I forgot the question. I just remembered a minute ago that I was going to write down. Oh god! <laughs> oh, this time I'll uh, figure it out. Go ahead. <laughs> so Seagard asked a few weeks ago at this point, um, as there will be many stars, <laughs> but only a few manufacturers, should all ships be available in all systems? And given that this probably won't be the case, um, how should we be able to obtain them as first buys or as insurance replacements? And that's Uh, not even the last question we did. That's not? Yeah. The last one was uh, Red Dead, Red, about Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption. Um, But go ahead. Let's keep going on that one. What you talking about, Willis? Oh, I haven't asked that question. Ben. No. Okay, maybe I set that up. So maybe that's that, the question of the maybe week. that's the question I was supposed to I set up for today. Someone's not looking at the Discord. I am. Man, people must think I'm eating gummy bears today. <laughs> well, I haven't, so that's good. Um, Honored Heretic said, No, I don't think so. Gives more incentive to go out to other systems. Uh, Drowse said, I think all ship manufacturers should be in different systems when originally purchasing. I think there should be different locations throughout all systems to claim vehicles that have already been purchased. Um, CN Fries said, I think so, but it should be raised in price and limit and limit to ones that can be bought. I don't know what that means. Otherwise, well, I think it's, I think what he's saying is that you may be able to get a ship that's not from your system, but it's yeah. like being imported, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I think you can even create a mission to have someone buy and deliver. Right. Otherwise, there should be some that are more specialized to the environment or some of the old ships, but modified. Revolver Garrett said, Even just like we have currently in the game, some of the ships cost different depending on where you get them. Maybe traveling to a system will get you a better price on a ship if it's manufactured. Um, or has made a major showroom there. So if you want to save a bunch of credits taking that long trip out uh, out there, it may be worth it uh, a bit more. Shrug is what he has at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, Cybear said, not only do I think sh- ships should be limited by location, but I would take it a step further and lock, lock some select and exotic ships behind glorious quest lines and some behind rep grinds. For insurance claims, distance to the nearest supplier of said ships 
should impact claim times and prices, in my opinion. Ooh, that's a good one, Cybear. No one else mentioned that part. So, um, Skyguard said, an asteroid hangar in orbit for the really big ships. You can't land and that aren't worth it to land. Oh, so for the really big ships that you can't land. See, I'm putting the wrong emphasis on the right syllable. <laughs> um, ships that you can't land or that aren't really worth landing. S. Gateman said, for new ship purchases, you should go. You should either go to a system that shells shells them, sells them, or pay an inflated price for delivery to a location in another system. I don't expect claims will happen often in the end game. More likely, your ship would become almost completely destroyed, and it'll have to be pulled to a shipyard for repairs, much like the repair shops we have in every city. Just because it wasn't built there doesn't mean it can't be fixed there. In the event that it requires an insurance replacement, I'd like to see you either have to go to the system that sells them or pay extra for a delivery, um, but maybe that's also covered under insurance. It would be completely stock, though. I see insurance claims as rare and major. Hopefully that's the case, escapement, but you never know. Well, especially for the bigger ships. Fighters, probably not as rare. Right. Uh, Connect2099 said, yes and no. While some logical limitations should be expected, can a player reasonably expect some backwater system will have an 890 jump ready for a quick sale? CIG needs to make sure that players are not overly penalized if they lose a ship. Preparedness is key, yes, but it is a game after all, and there is simply too much downtime for players. They will not have fun and stop playing altogether. Um, Jin the Annoyed said, How about new at dealerships? major systems and then sprinkle in used dealers in smaller areas that have a random smattering of everything i would think in-game selling ships would be a possibility or a trade in a trade in style trend transaction this would allow for various states of equipment from stock to exotic combos you wouldn't find at a quote-unquote reputable dealer Tauvo said, certain systems will all have will have all of one ship. For example, the Bremen system will have everything from Consolidated Outland. That's where they, they manufacture them, by the way, for those who don't know. You wouldn't expect to buy Drake ships there. Then you'll also have places like Teach's Ship Shop that will sell a variety of ships, kind of like Scooter Scooter. Um, Teach's Ship Shop is the one that was on uh, it. That's on uh, uh, out in Nick's there. Uh, at Levski. So it had a few and it. They kind of made it seem like it was a used ship dealer gotcha. at the time. So um, good stuff. You know, I personally think very similarly, it seems like the collective thinks that it would be unreasonable to expect every system to have every ship or every planet to have every ship. I think more built up systems will have more variety. You know, you'll probably That's see smaller dealerships with some selected types of ships. But also I think like, you know, you might not see as many military oriented ships out in Terra. Um, you know, you might see more, um, a lot more origin and or, um, you know, like uh, exploration ships or maybe sure. even industrial ships, but maybe not as many military ships. Um, and then, you know, some of the bigger systems, yeah, certainly you'd expect to be able to buy most ships there. 
Right. That's that's kind of my thought on it too. Is that you know you'll have regions where around a let's say a planet like Drake, maybe they were on two planets and different systems where they make Drake ships. Yeah, but you could get them farther out, but they would cost more money. Where they'd be used. Where they'd be used as a big thing, right? I I really dig a a game that has used versions of stuff, right? And uh, and I, I think it's, you can also, it opens up, you know, kind of a spur of the moment gameplay or, you know, uh, yep. you know, I decide I'm going to buy a bunch of Drake Cutlasses and I'm going to fly them in and sell them at a premium, right? Am I going to drive the price down? Am I going to drive the price up? What's going to happen to the economy? Uh, I I love that stuff, right? Yeah. Um, you know, it, it just, it's a lot of fun. Um the other, the other question I was thinking, it kind of goes with this. So we're not going to do it as a separate question, but we are going to do it like, I, let's just do it as part of this discussion. And the other thought I had was that if you buy a ship, and I, I don't know the answer to this in real life, um, like if you buy a big commercial ship, does it come with equipment? I mean, I know it probably comes with fuel, but you probably have to pay for the fuel, right? Yeah. Um, and... Does it come with like ropes to tie it to the pier? I guess it's called outfitting the ship, mm-hmm. right? Uh, does it come with you know crew safety jackets? You know, in case you fall in the water, you have to stay warm, right? Those bright red suits. Does it come with life rafts and all that stuff is fitting? And um, or you know, I'm not sure if it comes from the manufacturer that way or if it comes from you know the owner has to have it docked at a pier and then they have logisticians who come in and say, okay, someone's got to carry these, you know, 52 boxes of uh, blank ammunition down into the bay, you know, into the 43rd deck or whatever, you know, yeah. okay. um, you know, someone's got to plan that stuff out. So I'm I mean, not sure. So I, I was wondering, like we get our ships now and they come with missiles and they come with fuel would it make sense for them also to come with a set of uniform or uh, like suits, like the R, let's say RSI um, Aquila, mm-hmm. right? Maybe it comes with three Explorer or let's say it's got a crew of four. four, four Explorer outfits, and then four of the RSI, you know, spaceman suits. You know, the big plump Michelin man type suits with mm-hmm. heavy backpacks and you know uh, a med gun. You know, a med gun and you know some weapons for the pistol for the wall locker for the weapons and um, yeah, I, I think that would be kind of a cool way to get your ships. I guess that would be like kind of like when you go to a dealership and yeah. you either buy what's on the lot or you request a, a custom car, right? And right. they're like, "Oh, I want these bath mat, these bath mats, these floor mats, the, this stereo system." So maybe you could do that. Like maybe you could build your own ship, but then right. maybe it will have to be delivered to you. Um, I could see, well, well, two things. One, I'm kind of going back to the second part of your first question, which is what happens with insurance. I think insurance will be based on where the ship's manufactured. I think that'll be kind of a dynamic economy type thing. You know, where where you, or I guess where you can access the ship. And I also do think that like, you can request delivery of ships and it'll take time and money. Um, One of the things I was thinking about is like something like an 890 jump. Right. That bad boy 
you're probably going to have to travel to a specific system to go buy. Well, that's what I would think. Yeah. The bigger, the more rare the ship, I think the harder it'll be to get in in your average, you know, well-established system. Correct. Um, I do think, I don't know if they'll include that feature in the game, uh, Seaguard, you know, like kind of like kidding out the ship. Yeah. Um, you know, who knows? It would be super included. cool. You know, it would be cool. I could see someone doing that versus a used ship, right? A used ship, you might not have everything. Well, imagine I could see somebody being a, a, a ship kidder outer, right? Like, oh, yeah. Do you want your ship to be, you know, best in the world at and kitted yeah. out with the right components? You know, include, you know, they could Packages, source all the different, yeah. you know, equipment and then resell it, you know, for an extra fee in game. Um, as like a high end service, you know, they're sourcing things from all over different systems. Like, you know, say you want a Carrick with all of the, you know, you want certain specs on it and they source uniforms for you and everything. Wouldn't you know, that get a be a job you want? Wouldn't that be a cool thing for us to do in game? Well, I could see Dro sort of doing it, considering he's been doing the CCU game for people. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. I was like, immediately, I was thinking of him being like, "Hmm, yeah. I'm going to be an in-game entrepreneur." Yeah, yeah. Um, I, 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 yeah. I it just popped into my head, and I, you know, I don't know why I was thinking about it. And I said, well, "I wonder how they do it in real life," and I couldn't find it. I mean, there is a there. It's interesting enough. There is uh, it's probably not very interesting to most people, but. There's actually like a, a standard for building ships and outfitting as a section. It didn't really, it didn't go into a lot of detail about it was, but it's it's like in a project you have project initiation, you know, design requirement, mm-hmm. design build, and all that. Well, it's the same thing for shipbuilding, except there's this section you know that comes after you build it and float it out of the dry dock. Then there's finishing it. Then there's sea trials and there's outfitting it. Mm-hmm. So, but I I can't see some things. I have to believe, you know, like life vest. You're not going to be able to sail the ship without a life vest for every person, even if it's a big commercial cargo ship. I mean, they I have think to that be would be. Board. I think that'd be very similar to. I mean, depending, right? Like, if it's. I don't know. You know, like, well, I think about it like the the cruise ship I was on. They have the same furniture in all the ships, right? But but that's not the ship manufacturer who's doing that. Uh, No, but if you look at airliners, it is. Yeah. And and life vests and things like that on an airliner do come from the manufacturer. Well, especially because a lot of them come in a custom type of way to deploy it right like yeah they all fit under your seat but they don't all fit the same way the same with the rafts so i would imagine in those instances those would probably come default with the with the plane i think it would be a real cool thing to do i mean you can imagine getting on your drake cutlass and you know opening up the locker and there's you know two light flight uniforms with you know open-faced helmets or whatever it's got a couple weapons on the weapons rack for you know a number of people too and you know a pyro tool and some basic things cuddy right? doesn't even have a toilet right now <laughs> yeah it doesn't have a toilet i think we're gonna sell those bare so bones. nobody has to bring any toilet paper see that <laughs> yeah but uh 
So those kind of things I think would be interesting. Um, and it would make, from an aesthetic view, it would be very cool to pick up a new ship with all that, like walk down the hallway of the Carrick out to the, you know, the gun turrets. You go by all those wall lockers or those suit lockers. <clears throat> right. Um, it would be neat. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely. Food for thought. If you're listening, yeah. CIG, food for thought, food for thought. What, um, what's your question for this week? So this one is uh, tied to Red Dead Redemption. So a lot of people have been playing Red Dead Redemption, and we've been talking a little bit about it. I have not been, but uh, it seems like a pretty fun game. So the question is, um, uh, basically, a friend recently mentioned the fun of hunting gameplay uh, the loop around hunting gameplay in Red Dead Redemption. You know, you can eat it or sell the game or, to butchers, or you can sell the the pelts and um, and all those activities. So, would hunting be a game loop that interests you in Star Citizen? Mm-hmm. That's the kind of the question. All right, excellent. Um... By the way, I still feel like I'm moving on a boat, (laughs) which was funny because it wasn't a very rocking boat. Like, I didn't really notice it unless I was laying in my bed, but I notice it now because I'm just, I feel like I'm compensating for it still. So weird. Um, Yeah, true sea legs. Yeah, and it's been, I mean, I've been on like five or six, I think five cruises, and it happens to me every time, but. You'd think I'd sort of get used to it. <laughs> um, we did not get any questions from the audience this week. So I guess, you know, any <laughs> anything else you wanted to discuss before we close out this week's episode? Uh, yeah, not, not, well, I'll tell you what I did that was interesting. Um, so this is, uh, this is, you know, me a couple of weeks ago, I got the the guitar because I'm going to learn to play guitar at 61 years old. Oh, nice. Right. So that, that's kind of funny, but I also, I used to play an instrument, you know, for times about 18. And as I got the guitar, I started picking up real quick on how to read the music it was super mm-hmm. fast. But what I did do was I, you know, I had so much fun making that little song for, um, the question, right? Yeah. Then I went out and I said, I'm going to look for uh, music making software. So it's called actually a desk, a DAW, D-A-W, mm-hmm. Desktop Audio Workstation. And I, I look in and they're like the cheap end, you know, they're 99 bucks a piece. It's like, oh, man, I don't know if I want to spend 99 bucks. I was thinking, you know, maybe it'd be 20 bucks or something. You're like, or I get something for free. There's nothing. So I stumbled around and I said, well, Maybe I can just find a little MIDI keyboard. I've never done anything like that. I kind of wouldn't mind learning the piano a little bit, you know, a little yeah. short thing, you know, nothing expensive. So I went and looked, and and everyone was recommending certain ones, but they had these ones that are made to interface with the DAWs. Um, and they have, you know, the little beat pads and the little sliders. I found one for 100 bucks. It's actually recommended. It's great. It's called M-Audio. It's Oxygen Pro Mini. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I think it's 25 keys. It's two and a half octaves is what it is. So um, it's got, you know, eight beat pads and four. It's got two banks of eight, basically. 
Um, it's got all these little things and a bunch of uh, other things with it. And it comes with both the software packages I was looking at for $99 each. <laughs> Fully licensed. So I was like, I bought one and I've been fiddling with it. It's really cool. So I'm going to try to fiddle out some songs here. Um, nice. Yeah, so it's just kind of a new hobby. If anyone knows anything about it and got any ideas, let me know. Um, it's, it's a little weird, but maybe I can play the game with it. Use it for a joystick. Yeah. Automatic music while I zoom around. But, uh, so that's been my other, what did I do last week? My wife just laughs and says, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, goodness. We can we can actually ask the group, what should my DJ name be? Um, <laughs> we already know my porn name. <laughs> now we need a DJ name. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh goodness! <laughs> you know, one thing I wanted to just quickly talk about. It's not a huge. Um, uh, sorry, I'm. I don't I'm know what it today. No, I'm. I'm laughing because I don't know what it is and why this keeps happening to me. But I get so many like text scams. Oh, try to get me that it's insane, and then I don't know if they think I'm a total geek or what, or like I have some sort of thing because like it's always some sort of fake Asian woman oh. <laughs> or one of my bosses. <laughs> and the way that they do it is it's either someone will send me a picture and be like, thanks for taking care of my puppy. <laughs> I'll be like, wrong number. Oh, so sorry. Who's this? And I'll just, you know. Oh, no. And I have this one person. I try to assume I, I'm vigilant and I'm careful, and I don't say anything to anyone until I know their identity. But, like, this one person was like, hey, is now still a good time? And I was like, who is this? Yeah. And they're like, oh, hi, Anna, it's me, you know, Jillian. Uh, I wanted to schedule our next yoga class. And I was like, sorry, you have the wrong number. And they're like, oh, I'm sorry. I think I entered the number incorrectly. I hope I'm not disturbing you. And I said, no worries. And they're like, thank you. You're very kind. Have a nice day. If you're ever in Vegas, I thought I could buy you a cup of coffee to apologize. Oh, yeah, sure. And, sure. and maybe you, you would, would you have a million dollar idea, too? <laughs> <laughs> like... F off. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but I had one that pretended to be my boss and wanted me to go buy, um, you know, like Google um, gift certificates and stuff. Oh. And instead of just like, you know, blowing up their spot, I pretended like I was going to the store and everything. And I sent them pictures of fake. They're like, they're like, John, it's Dave. I need you to run to the store and do all the stuff. And I'll be like, oh, okay. So um, I, I could pay for it out of pocket, but what should I um, go to Esmeralda for, you know, like a uh, to get it put in my pay? 
<laughs> He's like, yeah, definitely. I'm like, that person doesn't exist. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so then they're like, all right, well, let me know when you get to the let me know when you get to the store. I was like, all right, well, the closest target, it'll take me about 30 minutes, so I'll text you when I'm there. <clears throat> and they'll text me back, hey, what's your ETA? And I'll be like, oh, sorry, just waiting for the subway. You know, there's been a lot of delays on the AC. <laughs> I just like, they're like, okay, well, just text me when you get there. Okay, no problem. And I'll go and I'll be like, Oh, hey, I'm here. They're like, oh, text me a picture of like the display case. <laughs> so then I'll send them a stock image of a display case yeah. with Google, <laughs> with Google gift certificates and the gift cards, and they'll be like, oh yeah, get me three of the five hundred dollar ones. You sure only three? Well, if you could, why don't you get four? Oh, oh, sorry, I didn't get that text until I got to the cash register. You want me to go back? And they'll be like, no, three is fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> and they're like, send me a picture of the receipts. And then I send them a picture of me, give them the finger, and I say, get a real job. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> See, these are things that CIG should include in the game. <laughs> you should get on your Moby class. You get little messages. A little addition to hacking gameplay. That's right. Yeah, it's exactly. You don't have, you don't have to haul. This is not the police. But can you pick me up some bananas and orbs? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, but the thing I actually wanted to talk about, sorry, I just talked about the distraction more than anything. Um, I, uh, I've been watching a lot of Space Tomatoes content lately because his streams have been really good. He'll be, he'll stream about like a deep dive into a subject. Right. And like, so for instance, uh, yesterday he streamed about um, the history and everything that was said about the, um, salvage gameplay so like he'll go all the way back to the early like to the design document walk you through that and all the video content associated with it and sometimes it's like an hour two hours long wow. but it, it's really helpful for like someone like me that kind of obsesses over like the history of how they got from point a to point b on certain things but if you look at a lot of the stuff he's talked about um the design docs are pretty good at at walking you through what they initially intended for a lot of these gameplay. Oh, yeah. so, so, you know, some of the people have probably never seen those. Yeah. Because those, those started early on and they were like death of a spaceman was like the first one, I think. Right. Yeah. I mean, and they were really good about it. There's even a design doc with all the professions. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So now, I'm going to have to go look at that. And, you know, and I find, um, I find that for some reason, um, with all the changes that they've made, I feel a little bit of out of touch with how to do things, but like mine or, you know, or do whatever, but um, not so much in that or mining or salvage or cargo. It's not so much that I feel out of touch with how to physically do it. Mm -hmm. I feel out of touch with how the profitability it was working right what's profitable what's not profitable when is it profitable to go long distances is it still profitable to go short distances it doesn't seek it doesn't seem to be any clearer for me yeah right if you want to go find quantanium you can still do well if you, yeah if you want to go mine some normal stuff you can do okay you can do all right, right? It's it's, it's gameplay. 
Um, but I find that like now with Quantanium, um, there are other things to do instead of Quantanium. But again, Quantanium is still probably the most profitable. Oh, you're talking about mining? Yeah, my, for mining. And salvage, I find that while I haven't done a lot of salvage, I find like scraping to be pretty darn easy. I mean, I don't, it's really not that much to do other than occasionally I got to go get up and move a box. Yeah. It's, there's no risk. It's not like it's blowing up on you or the ship's going to explode. You just kind of go in there and point your beams at it and you either got the right beams or the wrong beams and one's more efficient than the other. And that's about it. Yeah. Um, I think the only things that kind of, in my mind, and I guess all this is making it less interesting for me. And you, you kind of have that feeling. I mean, you've been doing a lot of salvage. To me, it's just, um, it's like the solution is good, mm. but um, to me, it's it's good, but it's not a logical. Um, you know, it's not logically organized around where things are and if I want to be a low-end trader, I get that I have to bring a lot of it, or a, a low-end miner, right? I want to mine the low-end stuff, not the quantanium, mm-hmm. and I have to move a lot of it. But yeah. it's not clear to me where everything is. Yeah. So it's like, I'm I not going to go... Until scanning and, and, you know, leaving pins and, and sort of exploration gameplay is in, uh, I think it's going to be that way for a while, you know? I, yeah, and maybe that's what it is because, like, you know, if I knew that I had to go to Gela and I, to do bulk mining and I had to go in there and I had to deal with Grim X pirates and all that, okay, that's something I can factor in. But when it's everywhere and there's no advantage for going close or far, why would you jump far? I mean, yeah. And, uh, and if there's quantanium at every site, then why would you jump? You know, why would you look for only Quantanium? You just go to the nearest place and find the Quantanium and get it and go back. Um, it, it just, it strikes me right now that a little bit of the gameplay is kind of like that, right? There, there's not a, um, there's, there's, um, there's less risk, re- yeah, there's, there's less risk reward than there used to be in my mind, maybe. Mm is part of it and not only in the risk of doing it but in the decisions of what you're going to do okay i don't know am i explaining that yeah i mean it's it's pretty easy as of right now to have relatively safe gameplay that that earns you money right well i think that that'll come inherently with stanton i think like you know we say this We've said this a few times. I think they'll make Pyro a gold mine. A really dangerous gold mine. Right. Or at least I hope they do. Yeah. Me too. And I I I I kinda would like to be um I guess I'm looking for a little more hazard in space. A little yeah. more not only monetary risk and reward. Uh, because when you're salvaging, what's the what's the risk? There's none. 
There's no risk. It's not going to blow up on you. You're not going to break your ship. Yeah, the only risk for salvage, I think the only risk for salvage right now is um, if you're doing the salvage contracts and you've spent money and you didn't get any cargo in the in the the ship. Oh yeah. Or if you're doing, you know, my favorite one is the huge one. You know, um, in the wake of disaster, that one feels like risky, and that's really fun. I had fun with it, but the first time I had a bad experience with it because I ended up spending the money and we couldn't quite figure out what was going on. And we, and everyone just kind of left and I got stuck there with, you know, it was no, no way to play by yourself. It just yeah wasn't going to be profitable. Yeah. It's fun yeah. with a few vultures and then like maybe one decent ship for protection. Yeah. Versus a, a big reclaimer. Yeah. Or so. a reclaimer. It's fun with a reclaimer too. It's not as fun. I don't think personally. But maybe right. I haven't done I haven't done it in a reclaimer though. That mission, right? <laughs> you think? Um, I thought you were with us the time we took out. Um, we did a couple with reclaimers in the early when it first came out. Have you I, done? I salvaged a reclaimer. Oh, you have. It was okay. when we were trying to scan ships down with it, right? Um, I was going to ask, you've been doing your Carrick, and you've been kind of hauling yeah. some, too. Have you had any encounters with people harassing you on the pads or anything? The closest I've had was the last time I played, or close to the last time I played, which I can't even remember anymore, Vacation Brain. But um, I had, like, over a million dollars worth of stuff in my ship. Um, and two things happened. One, I was in the no trespassing zone and it prompted, promptedly, um, repoed my ship, but it didn't repo my ship. It only repoed me. Uh. <laughs> oh, that's the one where I was flying down to check on your ship and you respawned in the bed. Uh, no. Oh, no, this is the one where I spawned in Lorville's, um, uh, I spawned in Lorville's um, spaceport, and then I actually logged out, hoping that my ship would be stored. I logged back in, and it wasn't. It was floating next to the Lorville business district. And so I took the Pisces out. My Pisces out landed on the roof, and then landed my ship. <laughs> and no cargo was in it, or cargo was in it. Yeah, millions of dollars worth. Oh man! Oh man! But that same time, as I was heading into um, Lorville airspace, someone had me radar locked and was following me. Um, but I ended up getting into the you know the uh, armistice zone fast enough. Gotcha. Plus, he he was in a little ship, so I don't think he would have done anything. Gotcha. Any damage anyway? But luckily, he didn't see my ship floating there either. So that yeah. Was, but yeah, it was profitable too. I think I made a few hundred grand on that that trip. And it was I think it was barrel. Yeah, that's what I've been trying to run. I still haven't found that to be profitable to go longer distances. I mean, I just doesn't seem it's that much prop more profitable. You know? No. No, so far the the one that I've been doing is is pretty good. 
But that's, I mean, it's really only to make money. It's not to have fun. Yeah. For me, it's, um, I'm trying to find those patterns that I can um, have a reasonable amount of fun and make some money. Um, that's why I was trying the Red Wing to get some reputation up and so yeah. try those out. That's been okay. Uh, anyway. Well, maybe we yeah, should give the Arlington Bounty missions a shot, huh? <laughs> well, you know, I, I don't want to do the bounties, though. I hate to say it. I, I don't. know. It's not my favorite either. It's not. It's, uh, I want to, you know, I do like cruising around. Um, you know, I do like cru- cruising around and, and things like that and dropping off cargo and picking up cargo and the landings and uh, things like that. So, yeah. anyway. All righty. Well, um, we ended up making this a little bit longer of an episode. We were, at, for a second there, I was worried we were going to clock in at 45 minutes. <laughs> well, and what's really funny is the, you know, the first half, I mean, you know, I was scattered all over the place and I still feel scattered. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. well, I don't even want to listen to it because I'm, I'm afraid it's going to be bad. We'll we'll be on our A game next yeah. week. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, hopefully, uh, one twenty comes out. That's or right. Three point two two. That's right. Um, well, if you have any questions, you want to submit anything to us, you can do so um, by going to our citizen cast, uh, citizencastsc at gmail You could DM our Twitter Twitter handle or whatever the hell it's going to be called next X handle whatever. Um, at CitizenCastSC. You could submit a message through our show page on Spotify. Um, you could join our CitizenCast Discord, where a lot of people engage with us there. Or you could always text or leave a voicemail at our Google Voice number, 646-783-8154. Um, if you're out there looking for a crew, an org, or just some fun people to play around with during solo sessions, or even different games, because a lot of people are playing Red Dead Redemption right now. Um Take a look at Parlay House. It's a neutral zone for all players of every type to hang out, socialize, and enjoy the best damn sace and the verse has to offer. Links can be found below. Um, also, please check out some of the friends of the show. Um, Earth Snorkel and Undead Parrot have some really interesting YouTube videos. Uh, you can listen to the musical stylings of Admiral Cody and Calibri. Um, or, of course, take a look at Star Jump. Uh, both for their fleet viewer uh, and their Twitch stream, um, frequently frequented by Grim and occasionally VMZO. Um, it's a really great group of guys. And that, dear friends, wraps up another episode of Citizen Cast. Thanks for listening again, fellow citizens. We'll see you next time. I'm like really, really winded right now. I can't breathe. I'm full. Oh. <laughs> and you'd think someone who just got off of a cruise where like three meals of eating a lot I would feel more full but I think it's because I had some spicy food so like it kind of sits oh, yeah. my stomach differently yeah it definitely it'll, it'll hammer you <laughs> it's uh, good though it's so good and I uh, love the fact with Indian food that you can you know, the menu is basically vegetarian on one side and, and meat eaters on the other side. Yeah. They're the exactly the same meals. <laughs> and I'm, I'm a carnivore, but I like Indian food. I have to admit. Yeah. It's, um, 
It's probably in my top top cuisines. Yeah, I do like good Asian food. The Thai food particularly Thai is very good. good. Too. Um, I you know I kind of used to really like like uh, Korean food, mm. even kimchi and stuff. I mean, I, do, I like Korean too. Yeah, it's very good. Um, Foodcast with Seagard and Kiki. That's right, and I can do the background music. <laughs>